What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 187 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Laplatt. Joining me, as always, we have the mech of Stardew Valley, Chris Montalbano. I'm on this new strain of farming simulator, and boy, is it good. We got the most <laughs> generous squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. You know what? I'm going to beat a monster with a dupe machine. And we got the Ray Trace 2 rag, Mr. Devon. Just remember, it's not a simulation, it's just a tightly woven gijutsu. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about God of War, Xbox, Discord, Dragon Ball, Yakuza, Skate, Apex, and Marvel. Chris, I remember you asking us about this a while ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. You were like, is Apex going to fall off at some point? And I feel like right now... We, like, so Madrid, uh, Juwan, and I played Apex for the first time. Well, I played by myself the other night and got an heirloom pack. <laughs> and I was, oh, shit. So. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I got Valkyrie's heirloom, which is uh, Suzaku, which is like this spear. Mm-hmm. It really sucks that when you do the cool shit with the heirloom, that your party members can't see you doing the cool shit. They just see you standing there. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> like, they see you standing there holding the heirloom, but, like, when I was doing, like, the battle poses and stuff, like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, nah, it just looked like you were trapped in a genjutsu. <laughs> Why is he just standing there? <laughs> y'all see this like, shit? y'all don't see this cool shit? <laughs> but, yeah, so, <laughs> I got on, and, like, I... uh got some credits to skip some tiers on the battle pass so I could make sure I got the Bloodhound skin, which was the whole reason I got the battle pass this season. And then through unlocking those tiers, there were a couple Apex packs that I got from doing that. Mm. And also I caught up... So the first thing I did, I caught up with the story chapter treasure box things. And that leveled up my battle pass a good chunk because, like... There are Battle Pass stars as rewards in there and charms and all types of stuff. And Apex Packs. So I had, like, probably six Apex Packs in total by the time I was finished getting the Battle Pass to where I wanted it to get, finishing this chapter's... or this season's uh, treasure box things. And I was opening the packs like it was probably like one in the morning and I'm just <laughs> on fiddling around oh, with games. And how rare is getting one of those? I feel like you guys have talked about how hard it is. Yes. They give you one guaranteed somewhere between level one and 500. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that... <laughs> It's a crapshoot. Yeah. So. Hey, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's, if if Anton did not say he got one, I wouldn't entirely believe they exist. They're well, a lot like freaking attack. Jawan's gotten one. So like anybody. I was at the. I was almost at the mandated point where it's like here, here, here is your heirloom. Like yeah. if you hit what 500 on the battle pass, it's like all right, you had to have gotten one by now. I was like what, <laughs> like. 
I don't know, 12, 13 levels away or some shit. Yeah. Does that happen every single time? If you hit 500 on the battle pass, you'll just get well, one? Well, no, it's account level 500. And, like, that's um, the cap. So, like... Yeah. A l- Damn. A lot of people who consistently play are at 500. I think I'm in, like, the high 300s. Because mm-hmm. I don't play as much, but... Yeah, I hit cap, like, crazy and so, the reason we were playing is because the Apex Gaiden event is going on, and it Apex is... Apex Gaiden. Anime AF. Yes. <laughs> they were like, we're just going to lean all the way into the anime, because we know you weeb. I'm going to say this right now. I don't think... I don't think... I think everyone else's anime collab is better than Apex's. Oh, no. I'm just going to... You, can't think, you <laughs> can't think that, 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 that Call <laughs> of Duty had a better... Oh yeah. Crossover. Okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll give you a call. I for, I'm going to say right now. I forgot, I forgot about Attack on God. I forgot Dead about Attack on God. I forgot about Attack on God. Attack on Titan shit is cursed. <laughs> you know what? The Dead Light by Daylight one fits the aesthetic though. Like that's the thing about Dead by Daylight. Like that actually fits the aesthetic. And being chased down by a Titan like that. That it's works so for funny. Dead by Daylight. Well, this fits the Apex yeah. aesthetic. Like none of these skins feel super forced mm-hmm. like the even the like lower tier ones still like, like doing in the what season are we on 13 probably they stopped numbering know. them a while ago so it could be like 15 and we just didn't notice <laughs> so this we got a watson skin which is naruto we got uh, Octane skin, which is Luffy. We got a Revenant skin, it's which good. is an Ava, just straight up. Shit's fire. Like, I had enough crafting materials to make that Revenant skin, and yeah. I just had to do it. Uh, and then they have a Mirage skin that's Deku. This is probably the weakest one. Like, you can yeah. tell it's Deku, but like... It's, you can tell it's I Deku, mean, but it's like, why Mirage? Yeah. Honestly, the Revenant and the Octane skins are the real standouts here. Uh, yeah, that's sick. I don't know if the Seer skin is supposed to be the Akatsuki. That's Tuxedo Mask. Oh, that's Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, and Bangalore Sailor Moon. Yeah, Bangalore Sailor Moon. Uh, Bloodhound is Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, Crypto yeah, is Goku. With the, with the one ghoul eye. And then Fuse is... Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal? Oh. Shout out, Josh. Uh, they So whenever they do these collection events, they mm-hmm. usually give you, if you get everything in the collection event, which is like $200, um, you get geeks. an heirloom. And I mean, that's cheaper than trying to just buy packs and hope for an heirloom. And at least this $200 stuff, is cheaper. Yeah, it definitely is, is cheaper. People, I've... That is madness. I do not know how I feel about the freaking Naruto Watson skin. <laughs> it, they could have gone harder for, with it. They I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I, I don't the, think... The only I reason they did it is because she got that fucking baguette carrier on Right, she got the scroll on her back. Yeah, it's it might, I, My thing about it, yeah. though, is... And that's my thing about it, though, is, like, I don't feel like the translations of these are that good for the most part. Revenant? Some of them Rev- okay, okay, okay. Revenant is a fucking robot. It's hard to fuck up robots. 
Revenant that's the fucking true. robot. Of course that was going to be sick. Yeah, I mean, Why do you Revenant think every Revenant skin I mean, is fucking sick? Octane's is really good too. Hold Octane's, on. Octane's is, is also really, really good. good. And uh, they, had, even though I prefer, I have an Octane skin called Accelerate, like the Ben 10 alien, and it's like an alien themed mm-hmm. skin. And I really I fuck say, with that one. But like, then again, I'm not all the way in on one piece yet like i'm all the way in on the concept of one piece and i just need to do it but i haven't done it yet so okay i will say this the octane one okay that's actually pretty good that's actually a good skin i'll give the octane one but that's the only one i think is actually like good because once again revenant is free like the bangalore because the bangalore is i'm gonna say this right it's because they should have made Lifeline Sailor Moon. It's not even that. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like that, but it's like how should I put this? The ma- the thing about Bangalore's is I wouldn't have gone Magical Girl with with Bangalore. I I don't think Magical Girl works for Bangalore as much or really at all. And those three diamonds on her forehead look stupid as shit. They should have made her Asuka, if anything. Asuka? Uh, uh, eh, not even Asuka. I would say more of like a fucking... Maybe a character from like Bubblegum Crisis, or maybe like a... Or oh, one of the OG Rivian? Gundam pilots. No, no, no. What was that freaking Gundam pilot? Uh, What was his name? Uh, Bangalore. <laughs> I'll think of the name at some point, but it's just yeah. like... I don't think Magical Girl and Bangalore work as well together as Magical Girl and any of the other women of Apex. Well... Heck, Watson would have made an amazing Magical Girl. Yeah, Watson... Because that's basically her personality. Yeah, Watson would have been a good Magical Girl, and they could have given Naruto to Bangalore and made it work. (laughs) But I like the Crypto Goku skin. Like, that colorway is just a solid colorway for Crypto. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm not gonna lie. I, I originally thought that was an OG Naruto colorway. Yeah, I I, that's what I, I thought. That Naruto. was supposed to be some like OG Naruto. I thought I was like, wow, two Naruto. Right. That that was my thing. Oh, instead of instead of Super Saiyan Goku. Because <laughs> you got the blue, you got the jacket, you got the orange. Like Goku is not known. We think for we think Naruto jacket. got his drip from. True. I mean, the color orange is just iconic. Like if you were in the anime, why do you, you think it's iconic? Orange. Ichigo's. I'm not gonna be. A, I'm not gonna be a Dragon Ball Z nigga, but there's one reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then if you say Naruto, why Naruto? <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball. Come on. But yeah, so Apex right now and overwatch 2 are kind of creating this dichotomy for me in the shooter space of because i'm not really playing fortnite as much as i thought i would like when i was playing slightly uninterested partially still dabbles right it's like with no strong Apex hasn't gotten to the point that overwatch got to that we would not play it like for any reason but like when Apex drops cool skins could, like this, could that be because Apex and Overwatch are technically different styles of shooters? 
Mm, I mean, no, I think it's more of the fact. I think mostly the main things comes to number one team size. Like the yeah. thing about Apex is that it's a lot easier to fill out a full Apex party than it is to fill up a full full Overwatch party because nothing, nothing will fuck up the vibes in a nice fun Overwatch game than a rando who's playing DPS Mora. Yeah, I mean, I that, guess that made me stop playing the game. See what I'm saying? It's like it's one of those. Wasn't good. There's there's a lot less, and then also another thing with Apex in comparison to Overwatch, and this is why I think the battle royale genre tends to do slightly better than the team shooter genre. Is the fact that with Overwatch you were trapped there for 20 minutes if you didn't want to get banned. Yeah. Apex, you got to so quick better. out. You could just die and be done. Yeah. Juwan and yeah. I, like, I needed two more matches as Fuse when Madrid got off, and we, like, Madrid, you got off at the perfect time because Stormpoint had just rotated in, Ooh. and we, <laughs> we like, loaded the next match. I was like, I just need two more matches. Stormpoint is nasty work. Grade A throwing. It was just like, I don't care. <laughs> I need two games. Get these battle pass stars. Get out. I know they haven't blown up Storm Storm Point, but they need to like take a take a fucking page it's out of Storm Kings Point. Canyon's book and just like blow up just a couple key. You mean components to make it smaller? You mean what they did to King? All the maps Kingston? they just blow up everything. It's a fucking yeah, it, like World's Edge shit. Shit like melted and froze over. Mm-hmm. Oh no! They did blow up that train yard. Just, just <laughs> yeah, they blew up. up. They blew up Kings Correct. Canyon multiple times. They blew up Storm Point. Not Storm What's Point. The uh, Olympus got the fucking Olympus. crashed into it's... it a ship, and then the ship. Yeah, no, it hasn't blown up yet though. Yeah, it hasn't. Oh, blown... Not yet. But wait, wait. Watch the watch the new map be the wreckage of Olympus in the city that it was supposed to be over. No, there's another map that's, like, actually being teased. But what I really need out of Apex is in pubs, let all the maps rotate. Give us, like, 30 minutes on each map. That would not kill the momentum, like... Because we were playing, and we get to Stormpoint, and we hate Stormpoint so much that it's just, like... That's, like, two good matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Two good matches on each map. A couple like, trash matches. Right. Cool. Four trash if matches. If you like the map, it's fine. It's like, all right, huh? That was fun. Yeah. We had a hot drop. King killed two teams, but we still World's died. Edge, Olympus, Stormpoint, and then another map. Just having that constant. Because that's the interesting thing about arenas is they're making more arenas maps, and there's like a constant rotation mm-hmm. of like, if you're just playing arenas. You are switching from, like, map to map to map to map. They'll have, like, limited uh, time. Like, they have a part from, like, a Battle Royale map. They, Mm -hmm. like, they switch it up. Like, at least it's interesting as far as, like, your strategy for each. But Battle Royale, it's like, you're getting one of these two maps. (laughs) And then you're stuck on it for a long time. I don't know. I, I don't know. They need to make like, I want to get back on Apex, but then it's also like, I'm not, 
I'm kind of, I realize I'm kind of burnt out on multiplayer games that competitive multiplayer games. I mean, like you just want to play a game with your homies and chill. Yeah, basically like collaborative multiplayer yeah, games. Just, I mean, we they're the co-op games out there. Jalen just is on Xbox, so no, it's not that I'm on Xbox. It's that I'm trying to finish up fucking Monster Hunter. That's the multiplayer game I'm trying to get. I'm working on right now, <laughs> playing fucking Monster Hunter. <laughs> I, right? It's like I it's like heck. Most of my gaming for the past like, well, when I've gotten a chance to game because I've been working on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Cheesy studios are coming, but that's besides the point here. My main game right now is Monster Hunter. Because I want to get to Sunbreak. I want those new well, moves. You haven't even made it to Sunbreak? Dog, I'm, I'm literally village rank 5. I'm on my village rank 5 quest. Major quest. Like, straight up, when I first... I got Monster Hunter, I want to say, like, the first two weeks it came out. And then I got up to Hunter's rank 4... And I want to say I got distracted because something else came out. Which is what usually happens. Yeah. And I mean, Sunbreak is... In my opinion... It's a really good expansion on Monster Hunter Rise. The fact that they have implemented the endgame and are actually going out of their way to improve the endgame... The fact they're adding back augments, like post release, and they're just like, "Look, we got to give you all this update. It's going to give you." Right, they're giving, they're drip, they're drip feeding in good content, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have events coming. There's oh yeah, other shit on the ro- there's the roadmap. Oh yeah, you know, it's in a good, it's in a great place. It's in a great place. Yeah. Did I beat it last week? Or is that current? Is is that like a new update? I thought you. I don't know. You've been tearing through games. Like the you beating a game update that I remember the most is you becoming an Elden Lord. Yeah, I think that was literally. I think that what was that? If not the last episode, was the episode before that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the last episode. I just had those last couple uh, bosses left, and I just went. And I was like, "All right, we're fucking doing this." Yeah, I, that's what you did nice. when we beat uh, Sunbreak with you, because we had beat it with Alana, and then Alana was like, "Damn, that last fight was long. I'm gonna get off." And then <laughs> we're like, "Madrid, you trying to do these lives?" Because we legit did the exact same quest that we did with Alana. With you. And so we beat, went in, beat Sunbreak. Got, you got to end game the last time I played. I remember you had, we did the three monster hunt and then you got to MR10. Yeah. And then I got um, the next stage of monsters, the end game monsters. Yeah. I think at this point it's not a spoiler. Because as long as you don't explain the lore, the mm-hmm. um, afflicted monsters. Afflicted. And the cool thing is, unlike with like the apex mechanic from base rise, where like certain monsters got an apex version, they mm-hmm. add mechanics like the afflicted mechanic can be added to any monster. 
And so you have a wider variety of things to hunt. And I picked up uh, Sword and Shield. <laughs> that has, like, been my new thing. Like, after thousands of hours on the Great Sword. You I was like, I picked up Sword and Shield. I was like, because I've dabbled in Long Sword. I've dabbled in Dual Blades. I see the Church appeal of, the of both of them. Mm-hmm. But Sword and Shield, like, with my healer kind of. Yep. Yeah, my heal like I've been a great sword healer for a long time since Iceborne. Like the first thing I do in all, like even going back to GU is like, all right, how do I get (laughs) wide range on my set? And then then second priority, it's free meal. So Hmm. uh, that has been my good old wide range free meal. Yep, and my talisman from base rise. It wasn't like the optimal like wide range free meal talisman, but it was a wide range talisman that I that had gem slots that let me slot in the rest of the wide range mm-hmm. I needed. And yeah. so like I that talisman stays static and I can fuck around with my set and my skills and everything else with my armor and my weapon and just know that I have guaranteed wide range like, I think it's level four that I have guaranteed. And then it's just, I have the gem to slot in wherever else if I have an extra slot to make it level five. Nice. But yeah, now sword and shield. <laughs> I don't... You don't have to put your weapon away when you do that stuff. I don't know how to not put my weapon away. Because, like, the shield stays, and I, I know I can block with the shield and stuff like that. No, if you block and then use item at the same time, you'll keep your weapon out and you'll use the item. That seems like a weird button combination, but I'll give it a try. I will say this right now. Monster Hunter always has weird-ass button combinations. I find their button combinations to be fucking weird. And, and now it, with the silk mechanic, I, I lose my controls all the time. That's why I don't be, like, I've been silk binding a lot more since Sunbreak came out, but base rise, I was like, I get silk bind moves, but I'm not using them. I'm just going to hunt, like, any other mo- Monster Hunter game, and... This should be, this should be big damage right there. I, I'm a great sword. All my damage is big damage. <laughs> yeah, but them silk bind moves, though. Well, I'm yeah. sure you're using them now, so... You've seen the light. I mean, I I use them extremely rarely in base mm. rise because nothing really required them. Most of the time, for me, my wire bugs are better for traversal and like flipping and jumping and dodging and mm. all of more defensive than offensive. Yeah. But now I'm using. I think I just got the uh, silk bind for the sword and shield that lets you spin the sword around on a wire bug. So pretty tight. Pretty tight. Yeah, I've really been leaning into like the like dual blades, and then I got the frenzy on my helmet. So it promotes being aggressive. So just going in, and then getting that buff from. Um, like clearing the frenzy or whatever. Yeah. And then you have a like constitution. Uh, we need to like get Radic back on hunting horn because that's the one thing I miss. And sword and shield has been <laughs> exasperating it. It's like I gotta sharpen a lot. 
And I know I don't have, like, the best swords and shields in the game. Like, I just... They made the Kimura tree really good. So if you want to pick up a mm -hmm. weapon, you can just, like, get the Master Rank Kimura one upgraded a couple times. And, like, you have a decent weapon of any weapon type. And so... Fuck around on That's what I've been doing. Like, I need, uh... Stuff from Shogun Senator because I want to do the like crab sword and shield because the crab great sword carried me through a lot. The Hermitar great sword and the sword and shield is both the crabs. <laughs> like I think the shield's the red crab and the sword is the blue crab. So oh, that makes sense. Is it like literally their claws? No, but it's... Damn, that would have been cool. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it would have been really <laughs> cool if it were the, like... Because I think the dual blades are like that. Uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, the dual blades are probably next on my, like, trying... I've been weapons. having so much fun with dual blades. Yeah, dual blades... Like... It, it's because it's and it's because of silk bind. It's because of all the silk moves. Because once you get them right, you're just you're like, yeah, I'm gonna just attack on tight. Be Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm just gonna homing attack a motherfucker. I don't care. I'm going oh, straight yeah. up. Jilly, you fuck with Tower Volt? Monsters. Huh? You fuck with Tower Volt? Uh, I don't think I have Tower Volt yet. Oh, I'm not I was sure. about to say because I I don't even use that one anymore. Cause with this, with the having the switch skills makes it easier. Cause I'm like, all right, I can switch from my aerial build boom, to my land build, boom, <laughs> and just rain down terror however I need mm -hmm. to. And then I have like the buff stats from the frenzy, so I'm like faster. My stamina depletes slower. Speaking like I got a bait extender maxed out. That shit's. I'm all over the place. Speaking of being all over the place, uh, Platinum Games is working on multiple unannounced projects. Platinum Games did an interview with, I think, Famitsu this week, and mm -hmm. they were talking about... they. We've known about Project GG since they did the Platinum 4, and Bayonetta 3 is okay, about to wow. come out, and they mm -hmm. are working... Babylon's Fall is a complete dud. <laughs> The fact that Babylon's Fall did not even come up. See, the way they could save Babylon's Fall at least a little bit is put it on PlayStation Plus Extra and put it on Xbox Game Pass. At least... Yeah, that's some... not going to work. You don't think Fundamentally, so. the game is too bad. That's the thing about it. It's like on a fundamental level, it doesn't have even... It doesn't have the gameplay to support an audience. Like on a fundamental level. Like I'm saying like, same thing with Anthem. It's like the gameplay was not enough to support an audience because people will play a shit game if the gameplay itself is fun. That's yeah. true. But then uh, with games like Platinum Games, the gameplay is 90% outside of Nier Automata, the gameplay is what you're here for. Nier Automata, you're here for the gameplay and stay for the philosophy. No, you play Nier Automata for that robo-ass then you stay for the combat, I and then you get your heart broken by philosophy. Pre, uh, you were like, it's like Bayonetta, and I was like, so. Well, no, I'm not going to sell the game to y'all first with RoboAd. I'm not going to come you to y'all and be like, do. I came to you with RoboAd first, Madrid. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. Look, I want to say it was. I want to say you were the reason why we ended up having that whole conversation around the whole fact that there's more pixels in Two B's ass than all of Ocarina of Time. That's wild. Yeah, still. Lady, the I think it's Mario sixty four specifically. Egg, I'm just saying this right now. There's probably more polygons in her ass than you could fit on a cartridge. <laughs> that ass too fat for a cartridge. Mm-mm-mm. But it's going to be on a Switch cart soon. That's also in that September, October, November time range of like. Right. Yeah. Because I watched the near retrospective. Switch is about to be drowning in JRPGs. I mean, it already is. Live Alive is out. (laughs) It is the JRPG machine right now. Yeah. Until the Steam Deck comes out. Then then it's the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck Deck is out. Well, let me phrase. Until I can get my hands on a Steam Deck. Then it's thin. Yeah, I mean, pretty... I want to play almost exclusively Japanese games on a Steam Deck. Like, I have Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, I got Bayonetta, I got... Oh, I already know the perfect game for the Steam Deck, Cult of the Lamb. That game's going to be so much fun on the Steam Deck. That game is going to be a lot of fun. Just being able to take that on the go? Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Persona 4 Because a little bit I played, I was sold. (laughs) Is it out already? No. You can get the demo. Oh, Cult of the Lamb? Yeah. Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, yeah. You could try to apply for a code. I could try to apply for a code. Chris, why do you look so defeated? Me and Madrid have gotten like triple A codes. I've I've tried to apply for so many codes. Okay, the devolver like codes that. are also a Resident Evil doesn't fuck with me. And I oh, Okay, 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 no, 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 no. See, you're going too big. You're going too big. I mean we the triple A and I got you. Like that's Capcom though. That's Capcom though. Madrid Man, and Ubisoft. Ubisoft was paying niggas to get the <laughs> right. <laughs> Ubisoft was paying Phoenix people Rising. to say something nice about them. We you didn't have to say anything nice. You just had to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That's the like, no, 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 no. We're not saying you have to say it's good. Just, just say something. Say something Please. right. And when really? I said right. something, and I was like, "Well, shit, I don't think it's bad." Uh, <laughs> it's that's cool. a win. Like a little. Yeah, I streamed it a little. (laughs) Got that one solid stream, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember Zeus saying cocksure. Nobody, Thor, Love, and Thunder. (laughs) Talk that movie. That movie's solid. Yeah. I need to go see that movie. I saw. So I mean, you don't I, have. To I know. See I. Yeah, I know for a, a fact that I'm not going to get what I want out of that movie. I'm going to have a good time, but I know I'm not going to get what I want because they already fucked up. There's one character I didn't want to see in Taki's hands, and they gave it to him. Who? And that's yeah, Gore. I, wait. Yeah. I'm probably probably mispronounced his name, but I don't I think Gore it. the God Butcher is a good villain for his style of writing. Yeah, but and the reason why I say that is because. Because, like, in the comic books, the reason why Thor became unworthy of Molnir is because Gore was right. Uh, the gods don't have the perspective to really be able to do anything, to really help people or anything. At best, they can kind of just... Hey, all I'm saying is Gore didn't say... He didn't necessarily say anything that was wrong. Yeah, no, see, that's my point, though. But that's my point, though. It's that Gore is a very, like... Gore I'm is a character Gore that you do for a pensive... 
meditation on something, not for a comedy. Gore the God Butcher? Gore Gore nearly killed every single god in the Marvel Universe. And I mean all of them. Killing three. I mean, Christianity God almost got it. The Hindu gods almost got it. The Norse gods got it. The African gods almost caught it. Like, literally, every god of the Marvel Universe, no matter what religion you had, Gore was giving out fades for free. So, the way they handled Gore, Gore, the Gore parts of the movie were strong. Like Gore but this goes back to my point though. Was a solid villain was legitimately oh, yeah. like terrifying at times. But he's not a comedy villain, and that's basically all that man makes. None of the Gore stuff was comedic. No, the that's Gore my point. Was... That's my entire point. Gore is not a comedy villain. He's not a villain you would use for a comedy movie. Yeah. I I think the way it was handled like Twitter made it seem Now, like I will say, I haven't seen the movie yet. Garbage. I'll yeah. give a full review when I come back. But yeah, when Twitter's I get saying it's hot it, garbage. Twitter had me thinking it was hot garbage. I didn't see oh. it. Like, it took me it's been longer pretty divisive. to see it. I've seen people this is pretty much what do you want. Do you want a comic book movie or do you want a Ragnarok sequel? Because my biggest problem with Ragnarok is Ragnarok felt like two different movies spliced together. Ragnarok is better than Love and Thunder. Oh, for sure. I fuck I Ragnarok be... heavy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's like that's my entire beef with this. And this like and also I will say one of my favorite Marvel villains is Gore. And it's like I wanna see that pensive yeah, we, serious like they semi trivialized death in the Thor storyline with this movie. So like the fact that Gore is dead like Gore in the MCU, outside of Thanos, like, is probably the second best villain that we've had. Because Killmonger, a lot of times with Marvel shit, it's just two people with the same power, just different colors, fighting each other. And, I mean, that's what WandaVision broke down into. That's what Black Panther broke down into. That's what, uh, whichever Iron Man had fucking... Yeah. That Civil War was straight up like... (laughs) So, at least all the fights in Thor Love and Thunder were not... There were no Thor v. Thor fights. There was Thor, like, using the hammer, using Stormbreaker, using Redacted, like... (laughs) The weapons and the usage and like the powers and yeah, there's a redact. They pulled. No, I know. The moment you said redacted, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the Necro Sword. I'm like, I'm gonna mind my business here. The Necro. They there's a. They do a God of War is like, oh, it's really cool that this person got this weapon type deal in Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, cool. (laughs) Hey, there's one reason to see Thor. I mean, I was going to see Thor, Love, and Thunder because they got two hot women in armor and a hot guy in armor. I was going to do it for that reason alone. Like, let's go. Valkyrie, criminally underused. Criminal. Really? This is... I I, I knew it. I knew it because that happens every time. That happens every time. Because the movie wasn't long enough to... 
It's because they had to do too much with that movie. Yeah, they they had to do much. that movie. Because remember, this movie also far. has to finish up Thor's entire storyline that no, was started Thor, in fucking Endgame. Thor's... They resolved they, the Endgame shit relatively early and then set up... The fact that Chris Hemsworth is the only, like, OG Avenger that's still... That's still getting movies? Yeah. And there, there's just, going to be another he, Thor. He movie. signed an extended contract. He was like, "Yeah, I keep doing it." Right. I mean, yeah. I'll I mean, I'm not mad at it. Time. I'm not mad at it. It's just one of those things where it's like, I. It's one of those things. Once again, I feel like they just use gore to sell the movie to comic book fans when they should have just took out gore and let let the director make an entirely original villain for this. Let's go. You know, that's that's a question for somebody who's more familiar with comics. I might have to ask FTO Nerd Talk about this, but is the Thor Love and Thunder storyline associated with Gore or is Gore just yes. like No, no, it's no, straight up it's from what I've seen of trailers, once again I haven't seen it. It looks to be a combination of Gore the God Butcher storyline. And is he a Thor the, villain, or is he just huh? a Marvel villain? Is he a Thor villain, a or Thor is he villain. no? He's a, a th- no, no. The God, the Gore, the God Butcher event was a Thor. Was a okay. Thor event. It was all about Thor. Like, actually, I don't think there's any non-godly side characters in the God Butcher. It's basically about Thor in three stages of his life. You got like young Thor who meets Gore the first time. He's the confident, got the axe. Is like, yeah, I'm Thor. I'm gonna drink. Yada yada yada. And then you got like Hammer Thor, which is like, you know, I'm more mature. I understand what's going on. I'm here to help people. And then you got Old Man Thor, which is I've risen to I've taken over as king for my father. I have to be extra responsible and yada yada yada. Like it's about Thor. Okay. And how how and and uh the villain challenges him on like his own worthiness as a god. It's like, what does it mean to be a god when at the end of the day Gore only exists because the gods failed him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just straight up. Uh, it's a combination I'm glad of we're that going out in the near future, and so hopefully by the time we hit the undisclosed location to, to right. consume. Oh, I'm seeing Love and Thunder this weekend. Oh yeah, so by that time you will have seen Love and Thunder, and we can have a spirited debate. On the quality, but yeah, it looks like a combination of Gore the God Butcher with, time. and this is a, if this is why I say that I wanted them to cut the Gore the God Butcher stuff out because there's an entire storyline about as as Asgard being moved to Kansas in the Marvel universe, and a lot of that's that in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of that is, and it's just like I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like new I, Asgard. <laughs> yeah, like. Gore the Kansas. God Butcher is just it's it's a heavy hitting villain. Like, no, I thought it was like. Iceland they the Kansas or was it Ohio? They went to America. I swear to Christ. Oh yeah, did not look like America. They went to like wherever New Asgard is in the movies. Definitely gives off America vibes. It doesn't. Give oh, it's off. in America. It's in like the Midwest. In Thor: Love and Thunder, where? Well, I don't know about Love and Thunder. I'm talking about the comics. Oh. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I always thought in Ragnarok, where they were going to go back, that no, gave me No, the planet got destroyed at the end of Ragnarok. <clears throat> they, they were 
trying they were going to find yeah. themselves a new place. Yeah. And right. New Asgard was established over the course of Infinity War Endgame. Like somewhere in the nebulous phase of like shit's getting real. Like, in the right. five Asgard. years pre during the five year blip period. Let's let's we're just gonna say it was during that. Yep, during the blip. Because remember, there's like a five-year, in all of the MCU, there's like a five-year gap that they could do whatever they want with. Yeah. Because if your character was blipped, they were put in a pocket for five years. And if they weren't blipped, you could have an entire backstory you could make. Speaking of that, Miss Marvel was lit. Yep. Miss Marvel was lit. I was worried about it. It was lit. Like, I'm not... Not just that, but also, like, like, it was the first time we got, like, a really, like honest superhero film out of marvel you know what i'm saying like there's always this underlying of like political uh uh cynicism with all the marvel movies like there's all there's all like a bit of cynicism like we have someone who wants to be a hero for the sake of being a hero yeah the so there's all of that but my problem with miss marvel as a superhero thing is it falls into the marvel trope of having two people with the same power fighting each other. Just different colors. Like, that last episode turned it from, like, even though that post credit scene and the end scene and the post credit scene, 10 out of 10. Like, yes, absolutely. And also, Kevin, I see your pettiness there. I love it. Keep it up. Keep it up. Kevin Feige's out uh, here destroying the white race slowly. It's not even that. He's also doing petty shit to, like, old Marvel. To, like, Marvel comics. Like, that end credit scene, like, the whole reason that was done that way was because of, like, old Marvel shit. It's fucking hilarious. But I will... And also, Miss Marvel, out of all the TV shows, is the one with... Outside of, like, maybe WandaVision. It's the one with the best pacing. Outside of, like, WandaVision. I like Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight. Moon Knight has Moon Knight has pacing issues. Yeah. Uh, like Moon Knight has clear pace. Like Moon Knight clearly wanted to be at least two episodes longer. Like Moon Knight really well, wanted to be like two episodes. The, at they least two. They landed the plane better than Loki landed the plane. They landed no the plane. Loki. Loki had a Loki was a good flight, and then they crashed it at the end because they were like, "Oh right, this is a miniseries, not a TV show." Shh. Because well, it's like, if the entire season was happening. just the TBA stuff, Loki would have been a good show. Yeah. But literally, they were like, oh, this is a miniseries that we got to set up other bullshit with to keep our audience hooked. And crash the plane the, from there. The thing was, all the Loki shit set up <laughs> with Loki 2 and Kang. Right. Huh? I, and it brought back the multiverse. It also did that. Well, it also I mean, brought the back multi- the multiverse. The multiverse... Shit, was Loki the first thing with the multiverse? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Loki, uh, it was through Loki, we got the multiverse back. And then the first time we got to interact with it was No Way Home. Yeah. So, what, what you're saying is before before Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bef- before, Loki, before Loki happened, none of this other shit would have been possible if they didn't fuck up the multiverse. Well, no. they okay, fucked so basically, up, they okay. fucked with the multiverse in Endgame, technically. 
Because time Technically, travel... Technically. Yeah. Because of time travel. <laughs> yeah. Because they time traveled in Endgame, and that is what... And also, so much crap happens because of that time traveling. Because remember, that's how Loki escaped in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so they really fucked up the multiverse for real, well, for real, then. Well, see, come to find out, the multiverse didn't exist. There was this thing called the Sacred Timeline, which was mm-hmm. basically the MCU canon. The MCU canon at that point was treated as the Sacred Timeline. Once we got the Kang, it was like, fuck it. We get to go off and have fun now. Well, once and that's why Loki hit <laughs> with... They blew up the Sacred Timeline. Yep. Mm-hmm. So was it, was it like just multiple instances just kind of in one? Well, no. Like but, well, pl- of, like, well come to find out the TVA... No, pretty much the TBA was going around shooting people in the head going, nope, you're not affecting the timeline, you're not affecting the timeline, and you're not affecting the timeline. And then Loki... Weren't they destroying old timelines, To fuck some shit, to throw a wrench in the shit. Two Lokis. Two Lokis. took two Lokis. Multiple Lokis. It took an army of Lokis. Yeah, it really did take multiple Lokis. Yeah, it really did. And also, like, this is where we get the whole, like... And also, one of the things they showed in... They had to remind everybody for Loki was the fact that Infinity Stones only work in, your, in their universe. That's why there's literally a box full of them. Yeah. Because they're paperweights. It's like, they don't work. They only work in their original universe. Because they come from the creation of that universe. Didn't yeah. they break that in What If? Because I feel like Ultron got the Infinity Stones from multiple universes and put them in the Infinity Gauntlet. And that became... I thought it didn't work in the TSA's area. No, the TSA... No, it doesn't work TVA, outside of their own TSA. universe. <laughs> TSA. Freaking Ultron was doing some TSA funky shit with way that. scarier than TVA. <laughs> I'm not a variant, hopefully. I just get fucking oh. sacred timeline out. You to take your shoes off in the called. airport? When they were pruning people with the fucking... Yeah. But they weren't shooting them in the head in the MCU canon. They weren't. <laughs> yeah. But, well, Hank, what would you rather be, like, what, actually, what is worse, being shot in the head or erased from a timeline? And sent to a world destined to get eaten by... No, no, just straight up erased from a timeline. Well, no. That's what happened. You got pruned. You you get sent to another dimension where you get eaten by... I I know, I know, I know, but I'm just talking about, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not Hrothgar. Hrothgar is a thing, but... I forgot what the cloud monster's called. Um, I always called them Unicron. That's that's what I call any giant world-eating thing at this point. I'm like, oh, hey, Unicron, how you doing? Feeling hey, fleshy this Leviathan. week? <laughs> right. But it's just like... That's where the multiverse comes back. And then we mm-hmm. could actually do stuff with it. So speaking of actually right. doing stuff with it, Xbox got Discord integration... That was like, a solid transition. Look, Chris, I, I do, I does this. <laughs> I got to give you where credit is due, though. That was good. So Xbox got Discord integration, where it's not exactly peak yet, and I'm hoping when PlayStation gets its integration, it's actually a Discord app. So looking into the process of this. It seemed a lot better. It seemed like you could, instead of starting an Xbox party, you could start a Discord call on your Xbox mm-hmm. and invite people, like, or just join, like, a voice channel in the Discord server. That is not actually what it is. What you have to do is join 
a voice chat through the Discord app on your phone. And then in the Xbox app, you'll have the ability to transfer that Discord voice session to your Xbox. So it's not like... It's not fluid. It is definitely... So the thing is, my Discord account is linked with my PSN, is linked with my Xbox Live. When I play Mm -hmm. anything on Xbox or PlayStation or PC... It mm-hmm. tells Discord that just automatically. Right. It needs separate permissions. So even somebody like me that has Discord already set up with my Xbox account, I have to go in and set it up again to get this to work. And then I have to not necessarily you like, I have to use Discord on my phone. There's not like a. I'm going to click into this voice channel. Like, right now, I see Darren, Joanne, and Justin are in the Cheesy Controller Podcast Discord. We're not in a situation currently where, from a console, you can just hop into that. Yeah. You have to do it on your phone. And, I mean, it's only for Xbox insiders right now, and it seems, like, very experimental. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's progress. Like, we have Discord on a console. Hey, at least we know they're working on it. Well, yeah. we've known they're working on it since... And I'm surprised that PlayStation isn't testing this publicly in any form. Because this seems like a good time. And probably by the time this episode's out, this will happen. It seems like a good time for Sony to open up their beta firmware branch, send out a bunch of emails... Have a bunch of people join and test it out and just replace the entire PlayStation Party's me- friends list messages like UI. Just gut all that shit out and replace it with Discord. See, that's the thing. I don't I don't necessarily see them doing that. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be I mean, wonderful. Let it but I don't exist see them doing in that. parallel, at least. Because I yeah. also... That, that, out, that, that I could see happening. Yeah. Because at this point, because Discord has integration with Xbox and PlayStation to show your play activity, that also means you can... The more people that link that is the more people that have their Discord and Xbox and PlayStation's accounts associated. And so... The vision I'm seeing for this app is like Chris... We have Chef Gold Blooming Onion. We have Chef and Chris is your PSN name now? Yeah. And Chef and Chris, or is it still Chris Arrow on Xbox? No, it's Chef and Chris too. Okay, so I'm imagining having those three profiles as like one item on my friends list. Because it's just Chris, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. It's Chris on Xbox, it's Chris on PlayStation, it's Chris on PC, it's Chris. Through Discord, everything is kind of, like, connected, so Discord will yeah. say, hey, this like, is one profile so Discord's like three different names. For your, for your Essentially. Files. I can't bring up my link stuff because I'm in streamer mode because we're streaming, but, like, I know mm-hmm. for a fact my it's Twitch, fair. my uh, mm-hmm. Steam, my... <clears throat> All the only thing that's not linked and all it's gonna take is like Ooh. Ooh, shit. this agreement to go through, Epic isn't linked. 
Because Epic tries to do that currently. It's like my my Epic profile is my Switch profile, my Xbox profile, my PlayStation profile, and my Steam profile. All in, and my Twitch profile and all of that all under one account that is just me. Like if I'm playing on Switch and you're playing on Xbox, it's that account. If I'm playing on PlayStation, you're playing on PC, it's that account. If I'm playing mm-hmm. on PC and you're playing on Switch, it's that account. And so having that through Epic is like cross-play, cross-progression, like all of the like unified future. Because right now, playing Sunbreak, every time mm-hmm. we play Sunbreak, we start up a Discord call, we all go into the Discord call, and then we're playing on a device. We're playing on our switches that doesn't have Discord support, so we're we have to have another device on and running. And like, I mean, my second monitor is always on when I'm gaming, just to like have. But not everybody has like a setup where that's feasible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm. This is one thing. Like, I know I say I'm hoping for it on PlayStation. Because that's where I play primarily. PC has it on lock. Xbox is starting to experiment with it. Where we really desperately need it is Switch. It's Switch? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Desperately. That's all I could think about that whole time. I I mean, I feel like that's what we've been complaining about ever since the Switch came out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's just a constant. Oh, my God. So... I'm hoping that because Xbox lately has been the door to new stuff happening on other platforms. Game Pass is like PlayStation Plus Premium is in response to Game Pass, no matter how, which way you slice it. And that, mm-hmm. like, as a service for me as a PlayStation gamer, I know it's not as good as Game Pass, but it's a good service. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Xbox opening the door to Discord console integration mm-hmm. is... I hope they open the door because they... Xbox opened the door for crossplay. Xbox opened the door for a lot of these things that we just kind of... Because Xbox play anywhere. Well, to be fair, crossplay was a thing on PlayStation before it was on my Xbox. But Xbox play anywhere kind of change the game of you moving your save between a console and a PC and just having that same save in a broad sense. Like, I know Final Fantasy fourteen, and I know there, there are a lot of games that do it now, but the first, like, modern games that kind of, like, brought us into this common thing, the thing that's becoming more and more common were Xbox Play Anywhere games, like Gears of War, like the remaster... And the Gears of War 4 and stuff like that. And now Halo's full force doing it, so. I think it's almost everything, right? Because, I mean, just like Certain playing over. Weird. Certain things are weird. Cause well, it, let, yeah. Let's say well, you just have... like even playing Trek No Yummy on. No Yummy. No Yummy. On um, like Trek to yeah, you're okay. trekking to Yomi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't take it. He was saying Japanese name, brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like using like the Xbox Stream on 
my laptop at work and then coming and having it downloaded on my computer or just like it just automatically updates or even playing on the Xbox, it would just automatically like here, your save file is just up there. And I think that's generally what they've been trying to go for. Like wherever you're playing, however you're playing it on the Xbox app, it's going to be like you've yeah, but played it on anything. And like, you're correct about that. Like my Xbox saves, like when I had Game Pass Ultimate and I tried cloud stuff out on my phone, it had my mm-hmm. saves for my Xbox One, which is just like... My 360 saves, I tried. I really tried to get my 360 saves so I could do my backwards compatible. I am probably one of the only people that's hooked up at Xbox 360 to try and transfer saves during the PS5 Series X generation. (laughs) Damn. But that's... Within the Xbox ecosystem, yeah, you're right. Like, your saves go everywhere. But even my Halo save is not in the Xbox ecosystem. My Halo save is primarily on Steam. But when I do play Halo on Xbox, it has that save. So I'm talking about outside of Uh, a specific ecosystem, having that unified account. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, Master Chief Collection did it where I bought it Mm -hmm. on Steam, logged in with my Xbox profile, like, within the game, and started Mm -hmm. popping achievements, and, like, it actually read my some of my Xbox 360 achievements that I earned in Halo games on Xbox 360 and gave them to me in Master Chief Collection on Steam. That's cool. That's really cool. Very cool. So, staying on the shooter train, I got two small stories that I just kind of want to get in here. Uh, Dragon Ball characters are confirmed to come to Fortnite. I know I probably could have slotted this into the Apex uh, Gaiden talk, but... And Mm -hmm. we were talking about Goku. That's the fucking thing. But uh, (laughs) Goku, Vegeta, and Beerus seem to be the characters coming to Fortnite. For this mm-hmm. Dragon Ball crossover. Um, probably going to get the Beerus skin. Maybe the Goku. Dep- like, if they have the uh, Broly movie Goku drip, might have to really... Might have to... Yeah, with the oversized Fortnite. <clears throat> um, That'll be clean. But the other story is Bungie's officially part of Sony. Like, the deal went through. Uh, nice. Like checks have been cashed, handshakes have been made. Uh, Bungie's officially part of Sony. Like I know, and it seems like this Activision Blizzard uh, Microsoft deal is going to go through. Like I was skeptical at first, but mm-hmm. like as time goes on, I and the less that people are actually. It's not being scrutinized as hard by the people who are scrutinizing it. In yeah. like a, well, I'll tell you the truth. I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, scrutinize until they get their fucking act together. Or, which I prefer more, more studios unionize. Yeah. Keep unionizing, I mean, people. Vicarious yeah. Visions. Um, 
they're planning on unionizing next. So Raven QA is officially unionized, and Vicarious Visions is the next Activision Blizzard studio, like, working towards a union. So, I mean, keeping it, like, we're moving in a good direction with this. We'll keep talking about bad shit when it's bad, and at the same time, I want to highlight the good shit that's going on, like, to working towards, like, this better work conditions for game developers, the people that make the shit that we love so much that we've talked about it for almost 200 episodes of one show, and if you count both shows, like, almost 300 episodes worth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love games, and so we want the people who are making them to have better work conditions. Because we've all right, been and the better the work conditions, the better the game. Everyone's win when your developers are treated like people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, God of War. Um, it seems like God of War Ragnarok wasn't being crunched on, and I don't know if we talked about this last week, but God of War's collector's editions don't come with a disc; they come with a digital code in the steelbook, which is what <laughs> Sunbreak did, and I encourage more. Games this is do. what like, I've I know been asking is, for. Like, a lot of people, this is highly controversial. I wish they would sell the collector's edition without the game and would sell it in more perpetuity. So imagine, like, getting God of War, loving God of War, and then being like, I really want the collector's edition, and then not having to spend the price of buying the game again, and then the prices scalpers like this we've all so basically just the bundle of the stuff yeah sell me he the bundle of the stuff, stuff that should be stuff that should be an option i mean i have three copies of resident evil 7 just because i bought the bundle and it came with the game and then i bought a steel case version because i was like i need a steel case version also so it's like like, why do i need this game three times i've been buying steel books since i went entirely digital i'll buy a steel book and the sad part is most of the time it's second hand like i wish i could give sony money for the god of war steel book after the fact i wish i could because, like, Sekiro, I only have digitally. I have the steel book on my shelf to show that I love Sekiro. Elden Ring, I only have Elden Ring digitally. I have the steel book on my shelf to re- show that I love Elden Ring. Um, what else? Iceborne. Well, I have Iceborne physically. Well, no, I actually <coughs> don't have Iceborne physically in any sense. I have Monster in a World physically, but I have. Like, I pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition of Iceborne, and then I got the Iceborne steelbook to put on my shelf because I put hundreds of hours into that game. Yeah, why not? So, for me, like, Sunbreak did it where I got my collector's edition in the mail. It was a steelbook. Like, I have I have both the Monster Hunter Rise and the Monster Hunter Sunbreak steelbook right next to each other on my shelf, and neither of them have shit in them. <laughs> But on my Switch, I do have a physical copy of Monster Hunter Rise, just like an extra mm-hmm. physical copy, because a physical copy came with the collector's edition of the base game, but okay. I never used that cartridge ever. <laughs> I pre-ordered the digital version, yeah. and then 
used the sunbreak. There's less wasted plastic and shit. Like, and I see Robbie in the chat saying from a preservation stance that isn't great. But honestly, if you're going to preserve a physical copy of God of War, it's not going to be the collector's edition version. It's going to be one of the several million disc copies that are out there. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't have physically whatsoever. I bought it digitally on PS4, upgraded it digitally on PS5. Like, I don't have a physical disc of that at all. I mean, but, shit, but, the thing about physical discs, aren't they just, they're just keys to unlock the game at this yeah, point? I, I mean, at this point, so, yeah. Yeah, at this it's point. It's like, even keeping the physical version of it. On PlayStation, to be fair, on PlayStation, a lot more of their AAA games actually ship where it's a playable, like, you can put a Gran Turismo disc, well, Gran Turismo is a bad example because it's always online, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. You could buy Uncharted The Lost Legacy as a disc put it into a PS5 that is offline and actually play those games. Mm -hmm. Whereas Xbox, a lot of their first party game, the Halo Infinite disc doesn't have jack shit on it. There is not a playable build of Halo Infinite on the Halo Infinite disc. Not the campaign, not the multiplayer, not shit. There is like not a playable build. And that's where it gets kind of egregious is when Mm -hmm. you're selling discs and having people buy them in a preservation, like, like thinking they're going to preserve this game by having a physical copy of it, but then you yeah. don't even like, like, sure you have some assets that are quick to offload off the disc or whatever, and when you're like installing the game, but mm-hmm. there's not a playable ver- build of that game on that disc. So you bought a disc of some assets and an unlock key for a digital version of the game that'll be installed on your Xbox. God, it's literally just disc-locked content, but worse. Because at least that content would have been on the disc. Like, well, God. It's literally just disc-locked content, but worse. Yeah. And so, at least I'll give it to PlayStation. Like, if you buy a copy of God of War Ragnarok from GameStop, even if it's a used copy, and put it into a Horizon Forbidden West, like, all of these triple a big budget sony games that are first party games you can buy a ps5 disc and play the and it's not even like because certain xbox games because they're just xbox and smart delivery is a thing like if you put elden ring into a xbox series x that's offline it'll play the xbox one version of elden ring but at least with playstation it's the ps5 like if you're buying a ps5 disc you're buying the ps5 version Hmm. so ghost of tsushima like uh death stranding like all of these games that are like from a Mm -hmm. preservation like i see what a lot of the people are saying, but at the same time, like, if you really want to preserve a physical copy of God of War Ragnarok, wait till it's fucking ten bucks at GameStop in a couple of years, and mm-hmm. buy a physical disc of that for your preservation point. But for people like Madrid and I that have digital only, and I mean Jalen, if. Let's say Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. 
if that which apparently is still in development paradox said yeah. that it was still it's so, apparently still alive i don't believe it but apparently it's still alive you don't have I want a disc it. drive on your xbox but if you were to pre-order the collector's edition of that game and it came with a steelbook and all the goodies that come with the collector's edition and just a digital code in the box that is the ideal build for you I mean, that's what Steam, like, I know there aren't, like, special edition Steam games, but, like, think about it. Like, it'd be a PC code, because if they give you a fucking PC disc of a game, who has a disc drive on their computer? Not a damn soul anymore. Not yet. I got some projects that I, I got some project ideas that I want to do, and I'm gonna need a disk drive for that shit. That's that's really all it is. It's just like I know I need a new disk drive. I got some ideas. Fair you You're just gonna get a just get a USB disk drive. I mean, putting a disk drive in your computer is almost unheard of nowadays. Oh no! Oh hell no! I, I I'm pretty sure I I use the my actual disk drive slot as storage in my PC. Yeah, more than likely. I don't even know where the fuck I would put. Yeah, I have a USB. No, I mean like you could fit a little box. Like if you take a like a small little metal box the size of a fucking CD drive. Oh yeah, I remember like your that. case. <laughs> yeah. I, but like more modern, like modern cases, they the whole front is just covered by fans. You don't use discs anymore. Like PC games don't use discs anymore. I mean, yes, and then GameStop also GameStop stopped taking PC game discs like back in two thousand and nine. Yeah, where do you even get a game disc from? You used to be, you used to buy them, but like even if you go to like Best Buy to get Photoshop, you're just gonna get a card where you're getting a code for whatever Photoshop you just also bought. don't, you don't get, get disc for get PC Affinity Photo. Also, don't yeah. get don't get photos, don't get Adobe products. Just buy yes. Affinity. Yeah, I talked about your this in other episodes. And call it a fucking game. Yeah, buy Affinity no cloud, Photo, no bullshit, buy Affinity Designer. Go. There's another one that helps you build websites. Like, get look into Affinity. So the other thing that I realized in my brief hiatus, in my brief disappearance, only for video viewers that I'm now revealing to audio listeners. Bold. <laughs> um, if the collector's edition of God of War came with a disc in the case like in the steelbook Madrid and I would have to buy the game again because we would not be able to use yeah. that disc in any way exactly. and so like with this generation having one of the Xbox consoles and one of the Playstation consoles not having a disc drive at all like there's not a digital only switch yet but I could see it happening I could yeah. totally see it happening. I, the only way that that could work, is because they made the decision to do digital and disc consoles separate. You would have to sell a bundle. That is, I either want the digital, or I want the disc. I mean, right. if we're being a hundred here. They should just sell gameless collectors editions. They yeah, should. I mean, like that's always because, and this is also part of the thing about it is. I would buy collector's editions for games that I don't have. There's plenty of games that I don't give a fuck about, but those collector's editions are sick. Yeah, I have the Death Standing collector's edition just because the, the baby was creepy and I wanted to put it in my office with next to Resident Evil shit. I don't care about Death Stranding, really. I still but the collector's edition was dope. Like, I know it'll be, like, 
Chris got the BB first, and it's way more of a Chris office thing than a my office thing. But at some point, I want to get a BB. It's cool. I have a little Luden, so that would be awesome. the real cool I mean, thing is getting a Luden. I have one of those. Yeah. Luton. Well, you I don't know where it is. Yeah. How big? It is came with a two. It's small. Okay. So it's a little Luton. Little. <laughs> <laughs> That is still a great Bring Me the Horizon song, Ludens. Mm-hmm. So, staying on PlayStation and going over to a very different game, Stray hit PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium this week. And I haven't right. gotten a chance to play it yet, but it seems like this weekend because that was one that immediately I've been... I have the How Long to Beat page and, like... Mm-hmm. ready to go for it because it says four and a half hours for the main story five and a half hours for main story and extra and six and a half hours for completionist and so that seems like I could get Angelina to play with me or just to give her the controller and let her play mm-hmm. for at least the main story stuff and then I can do the same thing I did with Donut County and go back and like clean up the platinum after the fact because yeah. she's not going to want to this trophy. She's not going <laughs> to want to go and look for all the collectibles and all the like easter eggs and stuff that'll get you trophies but I, I like you know. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good reviews about this game. And, and I've seen a lot of pictures with cats staring at the screen. Yeah, it's a Twitter with page a cat called uh, Cats Watching Stray. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and I'm not a better. cat person. Like, I've there, there are a couple cats out there that I've been cool with. But, like, in general, I'm not a cat person. I have two dogs. Like, I've, I grew I up with that. dogs. Like, I'm, I'm a dog person. But, mm-hmm. you know, for a game that came with PlayStation Plus Premium... That I just have like six and a half hours for a platinum on like a game that everything I've seen looks like it's gonna look nuts on my monitor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm, the set, the whole setting. I don't know. I'm a, yeah. I think this is a good solid weekend. The like this weekend kind of game. Just like I've been playing the season, story of seasons. Uh, another farming sim. Um, and I'm down to put that down for just like a solid six hours and play something on the PS5. Yeah, and I mean, six and a half is probably platinum. So like four and a half, like it's like that's two hours one day, two and a half hours another day. Like that's so it seems like a great weekend game. So hopefully by next week I will have completed Stray and we can talk about it on the episode. But speaking of a game that none of us are going to complete anytime soon, uh, Yakuza 8. Mm-hmm. We got our first images from a YouTuber uh, interviewing Rio Ga. I can never pronounce the studio name. Ria Ga Goto Studios? Um, the Yakuza and Judgment developers. Uh, and it seems like Ichiban is going to be the pro tag of Yakuza 8. And they already confirmed that uh, going into, like, Lost Judgment and Yakuza Like a Dragon being coming out kind of parallel to each other, that 
Judgment is going to have the old Yakuza beat-em-up style, and going forward, <laughs> Yakuza is going to be the turn-based RPG Persona style that honestly, like, I know I need to... Get, Yakuza Like a Dragon is installed on my console. So, mm-hmm. last week, yeah. I went... I think I'm going to go back get the PS5 version and just play from the play from the jump. Yeah. I'm not Might deep well. enough into it that starting over would be a super hindrance, especially considering you can skip some of those cutscenes cut that you've seen. <laughs> so, yeah. Yakuza... Uh, Last week I went through my PlayStation and I selected everything on the internal SSD, deleted it. Selected everything in my secondary SSD, deleted it. Selected everything. And this is just like games and apps. So all my mm-hmm. save data is like I didn't like format it. Yeah. And I went through and I my external hard drive, I selected everything, deleted it. And then I unplugged my external hard drive from my PS5 and just started downloading shit. And my PS5 is not full in any way with this 2.6 terabytes. And I have nice. I went through all my PS5 games and downloaded the ones that I really like play often. Either in started and intend to play, bought with the full intentional playing, like mm-hmm. There was stuff that was installed on there like Quake. Like, I'm not... I don't know why I got Quake, but I got Quake. So, hey, you, so you deleted everything, even the stuff that you actually play? Yeah, like Final Fantasy fourteen, Apex, all that shit. Like, It's gone. I just don't want to have to re-download fourteen. Well, yeah, care. that's the thing. It was an overnight process. Like, I <laughs> started it, downloaded, like, the vitals, like Final Fantasy fourteen, like... Certain things, even no subscription either. I was just, uh, uh-uh. you stay, you gotta have it for when you're ready to go. Yeah, right. I, mean, I deleted everything with the intention of re downloading. Like, I think the first things I put on my you're download queue were Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Like, those are some of the first things I put on my download queue. You didn't have to add the last one. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to play that ready. game. Yeah. And I got and the I premium edition and the DLCs out, so... Oh, well, you're a brave man. <laughs> so, right kind of stupid fun. Yeah, Punch it's, chaos it's in the face. Fun, but I wish I would have waited and gotten, like, the premium edition on sale. Oh, you best believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the move. Like, if anybody who wants to play that game now, I'd say wait for it to wait for the premium edition to be on sale and do that. Mm-hmm. But um, in going through all those games, I downloaded like a lot of my free to play, like Apex, Fall Guys, Knockout City, like download Rocket League. Downloaded a lot of my free to play, like fallback games, and Overwatch Two. I didn't know this beta was going to end. Why did nobody tell me before? <laughs> they didn't send me a code, so fuck them. Yeah, that's another one I didn't get a code on. So I, fuck them. I think you're the only one who got a code for that beta. Well, you no, would have bought a you code. Were grandf- yeah, I did buy a code. You were grandfathered in because you were in the. Oh, I didn't care. Gone in, played the beta. I. Oh, I didn't care. But. I think there are going to be more beta test periods because they're still teasing this uh, support hero with a fox. It's like a spirit fox. It looks real Valorant-like. 
Hmm. Like they went full Apex. It's been so it's been so long they have to start ripping off the the competition. I mean, it's one of those things. Well, they got to start making up making up characters. I mean, they got to start adding in characters like <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to have probably four characters by the time the game comes out. Like four Overwatch 2 exclusive characters by the time the game comes out in October. Because we oh, have we Sojourn, we have Junker Queen, they're teasing the Fox one, and I could see there being one more to like... Kenenza the Fox will be coming the next... Oh, there will be another beta. Maybe there will be another beta. What? Maybe there will be a third beta. Yeah. There's, we're still supposed to. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get another. The game, game comes out in October, though. Yeah, we've known that since Xbox's summer. No, game. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I didn't know it was coming out. Cover. It's one of those things where it's like, how many betas are they planning to do for a game that comes out in October? Well, probably one in August. The original Overwatch beta just ran until the game came out. Like Overwatch one. Yeah, that's true. Like on PC, once they started the beta, the beta just ran until the game came out. It was only on consoles that it was limited, but the fact that like now it's crossplay and everything, and they're doing mm-hmm. like I'm really surprised the beta ended. Like Multiverses is in a beta right now, uh, and because I had a code from the first time, mm-hmm. I'm able to play Multiverses now. And if you spend as little as forty or as much as a hundred dollars, you could play Multiverses right now by buying the Founders Pack, which gives you instant access to the game. But then the open beta starts later this week, and then the game like the game's out. You can spend money to play multiverses right now. Nope. I'm good. And I get, like, what I'm playing is pretty much the full game. Oh. And, I mean, it'll be free-to-play. So the free-to-play open beta is... In six days. So by the time the next recording happens, like no matter what platform you're on that supports it, I don't because I don't know if it's on Switch. Um, <laughs> whatever platform you're playing multiverses on, you can just play free to play and mm-hmm. do that. Nice. But like, if you are like, yeah, I multiverses die hard. You can spend a hundred dollars and get because that's the thing with the founders pack is it's actually, like, if you plan on buying characters or anything, like, I think the $100 version gives you more character unlocks than there are currently characters in the game. So you, like, future-proof yourself. It gives you the first season's battle pass. It gives you a shit ton of credits. So, like, right now, that it's just a way, like, if you know this is going to be a game that you're going to be into, like, you mm-hmm. can buy in. And so, and they're not doing the thing that I thought Overwatch was doing the thing that all these other free-to-play games are doing, where it's like, okay, if you get a code, you're in. And then if you, there's a way for you to buy in. And then we're just going to run this beta until the game's out. And then when the game's out, it'll be free-to-play for everybody. That's legitimately, like, all these other free-to-play games that are Overwatch's direct competition right now are doing that exact thing. And mm-hmm. just Overwatch isn't doing it, which, Mm-mm. like, I deleted it off my PS5 because I, I went to open it up and the beta was over. And I was like, well, I'm going to fucking delete this file that's useless, even though I thought, like, I, because more and more people are getting codes and more and more people are in. 
So I was really to the point the other day where I could have had a four stack for Overwatch 2, but it just, yeah. We were playing Monster Hunter instead. Like everybody who would have been in the four stack was on Monster Hunter instead. And then by the time I was like, let's run it, nobody was like, the beta was over. Damn. So nobody could play. But staying on the free-to-play thing, this is my last story for the episode. I know we've been going kind of long. Um, but we're still making good time because we started early tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Skate. Skate 4 is just called Skate, even though when they announced it, they, they were just calling it Skate. It's going free-to-play. Apparently, no blind loot boxes. It's probably going to do the Battle Pass item shop model of every other free-to-play game right now. Where it's cosmetics exclusively. So I mean, you have boards, you got yes, wheels, but you like got EA's, trucks, you got shirts. You EA's got, monetization is like dog shit, though. Yeah, but I mean, all these free, all these free to play games monetization is dog shit. Like you, but the thing I, is, I don't think the monetization is dog shit. I think the quality doesn't keep up after i think as the game goes on the quality of the stuff falls off to the point that it feels like the monetization is dog shit yeah, that's yeah true. i mean but skate like for what skate will be selling you and for what like you can probably get a good skate build going just as a free-to-play player and like it seems like the foundation they're building this game off of is people who were fans of skate and people who were responsible for Skate originally are now coming back. And the only way EA would have greenlit it, no way EA was going to just sell a standalone, multiplayer-capable, live-like service game as, like, a box thing, like, $60, and you're... Like, that's... Right, these are the people who... Who infected us with the loot box problem in the first place? Yeah. Was it was EA the first? FIFA. It was FIFA. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess so. That that's when that's when it got on consoles was through FIFA, freaking Champions League. I mean, and then you got Madden. I mean, all, that's it, it was off to the races from there. All sports. Games. Well, actually, technically, DL, DLC starts with with uh, horse armor and loot boxes start with uh, EA with FIFA. Hmm. I don't know, but for me, like you guys know, for years I was championing Skate Four, like bring Skate back. I busted out my PS3 last generation to play Skate Three on my PS3. I have a digital and physical copy of Skate that's backwards. It's, did Skate have like a good solid, I guess, single player mode? Yeah. It was an open world, like, so, it was an EA open world game where you were just skateboarding. So, as a Skate fan, wouldn't you just want to pay like 60, 70 bucks for yeah, that game and yeah, that's it? I totally would, but this is EA in 2022 we're talking about. Yeah. That Apex Legends, FIFA, like all like the thing is, I'm glad they're not selling me a sixty dollar box copy to have. I mean, FIFA, you're still paying money for. You still buy. Yeah. Oh, they're not going to. They're not going to change that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Because it makes money. 
Yeah. Well, they might change it just so they could sell those games in European countries. Like European, that's why Diablo, like Diablo Immortal didn't come out in China. Diablo Immortal didn't come out in certain European countries. I know Germany is like the big one. Like because yeah, it was it like was... Belgium and. Belgium and Germany, I think, are the two. Yeah, I think Denmark got added to that, too, though. Damn. But anyway, it's like, I see EA fixing that just to sell FIFA games at all. Like, I think it might not come with Champions League, but I think they're going to have to fix that, because I don't think they want to lose the entire European market on FIFA. Because you know they're just going to buy Pez. They're yeah, just gonna buy true. Pez, but so it's like Pez isn't a buy thing anymore. It is now called eFootball, and it is free to play. It's free to play. Already. Is it? No. Yeah. Damn. So you could go on whatever the fuck you want right now and download eFootball and have FIFA's direct competitor. And it FIFA so FIFA's not even about, about to be FIFA much yeah, longer. FIFA like the game we yeah. currently know is FIFA is going to be EA Sports Football Club. The FIFA license is going to go out into the ether, and we're probably going to get another FIFA game that is not actually what FIFA currently is. And then uh, we have Pro Evolution Soccer that became eFootball that has been a shit show since it went free-to-play. But apparently they're working on it. Apparently the ball physics are fucked up initially. Now it's like a playable game. But I mean... It's a free-to-play competitor to FIFA, one of the best-selling game franchises. Like, that's how you mm-hmm. attack. Like, Konami is actually doing good business tactics in the gaming realm because the only way Pez, because I know like Pez used to be um, winning eleven, and like in the winning eleven and the Pez days, it was a legitimate competitor to FIFA, and now that they lost a shit ton of ground from Pez being trash and Pez like mm-hmm. Konami like kind of checking out of the games industry for a few years like for having all of that snowballing against it now it has at least some momentum being free to play because if you don't have the money to buy the new FIFA this year there is a football game that is out there for you to play on the same platforms you'd be playing FIFA on. Nice. So. And I, I mean, we're kind of in a renaissance. Like, we're in a great period for free-to-play games. You could never mm-hmm. spend any money and have great experiences in Rocket League, Fortnite, Knockout City, Fall Guys, Skate. Like, they're... This list just like gets longer and longer and better and better. Like DC Universe Online, Warframe, Soulframe. They announced a sequel, like a new game from the team that brought you Warframe, that is going to be fantasy set called Soulframe. That honestly looks really good. So, like Warframe always looks good to me. It's just I know, mm-hmm. like every time I've tried to Warframe, I'm not built <laughs> to Warframe. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's... I enjoy Warframe. It's one of those. The thing with uh, Warframe is that it became a lot like One Piece, where it's like, well, yeah, this is a lot of fun, and I would really enjoy this. It's just entirely too much for me to sit down and be dedicated with, especially with all the other shit that I'm enjoying right now. Yeah, but yeah. They, no, One Piece is about... peak, though. That's the difference. To get heck, One Piece is filler. Where. 
All of it. Everything up to ne- uh, uh, everything up to the next arc is might as well be filler. Malarkey. See, I can, I can quote Oda. Yeah. You can no be on the wrong me. side of history all you want. No, that's what Oda literally said that. I'm quoting Oda. He literally said, going into the next art, everything before it was filler. He's saying this warm-up, you know, it's pre-game. He was, he was, he was, he was storytelling. He was world-building. You know, we don't get that a lot nowadays. People aren't used to it, you know? But yeah. He was just explaining that. In the free-to-play conversation, we even have gotten some of the biggest franchises. There's a free-to-play Call of Duty. There's a free-to-play, like, Destiny's free-to-play. Like, a lot of these games, there's... They're, like, some of the biggest games on the market are free-to-play. So, there's a free-to-play version of PUBG. Like, Fortnite's just free to play like so many things so many audiences I mean, served this makes perfect sense halo free to play that's just wild yeah, basically okay i mean that pretty much covers everything i wanted to hit on on this week's mm-hmm. episode feel like it's been a solid episode anybody got a one more thing before we wrap Nope, I'm good. Nope. nope. I'm going to shout out forty uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide for Robbie in the chat. Let me just shout that game out. Um, my one more thing is rest in peace, Johnny. Uh, I lost one of my best friends this past week, and... I still can't believe that fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah dog. That should fuck me up, man. So. Rest in peace, Johnny, man. We, we miss you, bro. Right. Yeah, dude. I always have a, a lot of my gaming memories with Johnny. Like, there's years of my life that were hanging out with Johnny and playing video games. And so, I'll have that for the rest of the time. And before I get too sad, remember you can follow us all collectively around the internet, com. Follow me on Twitter. I am at anton 63 xs Chris. You can follow me at Chef and Chris. Jalen. Squid Bishop. Madrid. B Wagon X. Alright, this has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Long and Twisted Mind. The audio version is edited by I Know Jones. Until next time, keep it cheesy.